welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. I'm Annie Lobert, and today I have such an amazing show planned for you. As you can see, we are in our studio with our beautiful velvet pink chairs, but it's just me and a computer. But I have a special friend on Zoom because of COVID. We want to talk to her today because she has an amazing story that you do not want to miss. Gail Creason is her name, and she is incredible. I cannot wait for you to meet her. Gail, how are you, Hi. girl? Yay. I'm Good so glad. I mean, impromptu. Like, it was such a God thing that you texted me this morning. And I thank you for thinking of me and my husband and checking yeah. on me. It's like I tried to find you on Facebook and, you know, and here we are. <laughs> I know. So, I, thought, I woke up and I get up really early to pray. Uh, about 3.30 in the morning, and I was on the prayer line with some friends, and then after that, I started thinking about, you just came to my mind, and I said, oh, wow, I wonder how they're doing, and so I, I looked you up on uh, Google, and I found you, and I thought, oh, Annie, I'm praying for you, so <laughs> I'm just going to tell people, and you and us, so anyway, here we are, but I miss you, and I love you, yeah, and you I just love this, and I love ministry, and who you I are, you're a real I mean, I can say the same thing about you times 10. Okay. Because girl, I remember I was sitting there. It was at real women at the church of South Las Vegas. And you got up there and spoke and you were sharing. And I just started bawling. You were singing and you were talking about giving, giving it to God and just worshiping, worshiping him in the midst of, of the tragedy. It was something like that. I'm probably, I'm probably messing up what you were saying, but it just like made me just stop in my tracks. I'm like, how you can sing and you can teach while you're singing. Whoa. What kind of woman is this? I want to know this chick. This chick is all that. Okay. So I want people to get to know you as that woman of God, because you have been through so much in your life and God has used this to just transform not only your heart, but so many different people, not just women, but men too. And you travel the world when we could travel the world, right? To share your story. And one of the things that really, you know, obviously I know her, your husband, now my husband and I know him and your family and everything, but, and your, your beautiful daughter, (laughs) she's such a little songbird. Um, But, you know, the story about you coming out of the tragedy and I want you to explain what happened if you can and who you are and just go for it. <laughs> well, you know, Annie, there's so much to the story. It goes way back and we don't have time. Maybe another day we can right. do something else, but you know, it really starts back when I was just a little girl and um, my parents, you know, they divorced when I was seven and, and I was raised, my father was an uh, abusive alcoholic and he was very abusive to, I have, I'm the youngest of seven children and my mother had to raise us by herself because my dad uh, left with another woman and I have a half brother I've never met and we just were in poverty uh, on welfare. It was when you had to stand in food stamp lines and get your food stamps. You didn't get these clever little cards in the mail. And I, I remember standing in line with my mom and the kids from school seeing me. So there was a lot of shame. Oh, man. A lot of, you know, just feeling less than. Yeah. And um, growing up without a father. And, and then just remember his violence. He, he drank and he got violent when he drank. And so um, he put, um, we played Russian roulette at the kitchen table. He played that with us, his kids. Are you Everyone kidding me? Seven 
I'm not kidding, girl. Seven bullets in the chamber. And um, everyone had to put it to their head, even me. And, the, and there was nine of us and the gun never went off. And, you know, I think about that now when you're little and you're young or whatever, you don't understand the gravity of that. Or, or when my mother would take us to church and we come home, um, he'd be hiding um, in the the house would be locked, but he'd have, the door was cracked one day, I remember. And he was in the house with a gun. And my mother put us in the bushes to hide us in our neighbor's bushes so that my dad didn't um, find us to kill us. He was always... There were so many stories, and I won't stay on that. And there was pornography on the walls. He was just a very uh, violent, abusive man. But the beautiful thing about my this whole story, and I could go on with the abuse, and it's, we know that God's just such a redeemer. I love right, him. Right, I, right, I love right. him. Yeah. My dad, after all those years of abuse and alcoholism and um, just his pornography and all of his di- just things that he used to do to my mother and to us, he called... Um, before he died because he was diagnosed with cancer and he found every single one of us and asked us to forgive him and of course we all did he was gloriously filled with the holy ghost he was saved and god you know totally saved him just think about that Annie. here's a man <laughs> that grew that was so violent yeah. so full of evil so full of whatever but at the end realized god you're it you know, you were it. And God just opened up his arms, received my father, filled him with the spirit. And he's in heaven today. And we were able to make that connection of forgiveness. And that, I believe, is what helped me get through all the things in later in life. You know, forgiveness is so important. It is. Um, yeah, we just, we bind ourselves up. Right. So um, anyway, it was a glorious thing to know that, that my dad is with the Lord and all those things that I went through. But, you know, then I went to college, went to Bible school. Uh, there were some people in the church that helped me go because we didn't have money. My mother cleaned houses. She cleaned the church. She took in laundry. And, you know, we grew up singing. I, I grew up with my brother and sister, and we sang in a, a trio. And um, that's I started singing when I was about five years old. And the Lord just gloriously filled me with the Holy Spirit when I was seven. So I started singing with my brother and sister and started worshiping. And um, so anyway, long beyond that, God allowed me to go to a Bible school in Jackson, Mississippi, and I ended up singing with a group called the Landy Wolf Trio, which nobody knows about, and I'm dating myself. But <laughs> Who cares? The song, Surely the Presence of the Lord is in this place. Um, uh, I can't think of some other songs that he, he wrote. Oh, um, <laughs> Sandy, Sandy Patty and Lionel Harris made very popular. You know Sandy Patty? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Famous. We sang all those songs. We were nominated for a Grammy. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so we we traveled the world singing then. Uh, I went from my brothers and sisters to this Bible school that the um, people in my church just started giving me those Pentecostal handshakes, you know, mm-hmm. and $100 here, $50 there and back. In the day, that was a lot of money. Anyway, it, it allowed me to, uh, it afforded me to get to Bible school. And when I got there, there was a, a Lanny Wolf, which was a, the dean of music, and he heard my testimony and he heard uh, that I sang and had some experience singing. So his wife was leaving the group and, and the other lead singer. Anyway, long story short, it's me and a friend, my roommate, which I didn't even know we were going to be singing together. We ended up in this trio and we traveled all over the place. So I met my <clears throat> moving on and met my husband there. Um, I was so good looking, uh, athletic. He was the uh, football player, the quarterback for the high school and uh, then he was uh, actually going to go to LSU, but he decided to go into, God called him into the ministry. He was going to go play for football for LSU. Oh, wow. And he ended up, God called him to the ministry. 
So he ended up going to the Bible, same Bible school that I was going to. And he was so good looking and I sang and we just had this, he was going to be, he was an amazing preacher. So we ended up getting married and we evangelized. We didn't have a home. It was back in the day when revivals went from Sunday to Sunday. We might've had Monday night off, you know, they're not like Friday to Sunday. Wow. You guys were just traveling. You you went to church. Yeah. We didn't have a home. We didn't have an apartment. We lived out of our car and whatever churches would give us, you know, we, we, Really, it was big when evangelists were evangelists, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Now, but uh, we really, um, my husband had such a heart for people and and the ministry and the, the and souls and nations. And it was amazing ministry. And we saw a lot of people saved. And we pastored our first church when we were 20 and 21. Imagine that. Wow. Um, it was in Michigan. We, were past, we pastored our first That's church. That's where you there. get your accent a little bit. Some Michigan. Do I have an accent? A little bit, sorry, like a Midwest <laughs> accent, you know. Midwest, yeah, I'm proud of that. <laughs> I love Midwest, but we ended up in Michigan and we pastored there for a few years, and then uh, we ended up in Arkansas. We pastored there. We co-pastored there for a while and pastored the church. And while we were while we were co-pastoring, the pastor there had a heart attack and asked us to step in as pastors while he was getting well. Right. And he, he, they were going to be pastor merit as well. Uh, to our heartbreak, after the church was up and running, and I was doing music, and my husband was the evangelist type preacher, we, it, the church started to grow, and the pastor got healed, and he wanted to come back to pastoring. So it was like, oh no, now what do we do? So we were heartbroken, um, and ended up praying, God, where do you want us to go? And out of the blue, his cousin called from California, um, Orville, California. They they wanted us to come out there to preach a revival. And so we were in a total different denomination. This is how God works. You know, when God wants you somewhere, he this is what I love about him. He knows exactly where you are. He does you don't need to make yourself known. You don't need to um, be anything special. You just need to know God. Right. Have a heart for him. Yes. And he like I said, his laser has you pinpointed, whoever you are. He had us pinpointed and they called us and had us come. And um, even if we weren't even in their denomination, it was a Pentecostal group, but it wasn't the same denomination. And and anyway, so he had us come and preach this revival. They didn't care what denomination we were. And they had no idea that we had just lost our position at this church and we didn't know where we were going. At this time, I had a two-year-old son. And um Andrew, I have a son, Andrew. And yes. Okay. He was, he was with us. And so it was so hard to take him and all our little belongings and, and leave this place in Arkansas and head to California. And while we were there, we fell in love with this, this group of men and they opened up the doors to go to all these different churches in in uh, Northern California. And so we ended up preaching for this uh, a presbyter which was over a group of churches and he said well, you know we have this little church in marin county by the san francisco bay that needs a pastor what would you think about that and we weren't even a part of their group so i thought this was so god because you know when you run into so many obstacles and you run into so much abuse and you run into so much sorrow and disappointment you know mm-hmm. you just kind of think i don't know if I, I can keep going but God always has that way of just turning things around, changing, and just, he's so amazing. Hi, friends. Some of you might know my story. I'm not sure if you do or not, but I wrote a book about my life and how I got 
pulled into sex trafficking, not realizing it was actually sex trafficking. The boyfriend I had turned into a pimp, and I wrote my memoir. It's called Fallen. It's in Spanish and English, out of the sex industry and into the arms of the Savior. We also have it in audio. And can I just share with you, if you go look on Amazon, we've got five-star reviews because let me tell you what, this story reads like a movie. You cannot put it down and it will engage you, but also it will teach you about modern day slavery in the United States and what trafficking actually looks like. Go to Amazon or hookersforjesus.net. Pick it up today. Thank you. <laughs> and, I mean, it, God was just, I mean, left and right souls coming in and baptizing them in the swimming pool and bringing them in and loving them, not beating them up, beating them up, but loving them yeah. and embracing them right. and eating with them and mm-hmm. sharing God with them. Having and a relationship. I was pregnant, five months pregnant, and I was tired, but I was doing my thing with one of the ladies and we were preparing for this, uh, it was a Wednesday night. Uh, we had ladies' prayer that morning, and um, my husband was in his office, and I just went in and waved at him and said, "I'm leaving. I'm going to go. I'm going to go buy some more things and that we need for the conference for the retreat tomorrow, and I'll be gone for you know a little bit in church that night." Right. He just said, "I love you. Take care of yourself. Put your feet up when you get home." And da da da. I just and I said, "I will. I love you too." And so I left with a, one of the women from the church, mm-hmm. and we were going to go to Costco to get a few things for the next day. When I got home, I got, Dan wasn't there. And I thought, well, I wonder where he's at. Because it was getting late. And I know we had service that night. And um, I didn't see him. So I thought, well, I, I don't know. He's just running late. And we'll just see. Well, I picked up the, happened the day the answering machine. So that didn't seem to, the answering yeah. machine was just peppered with calls, with, with voicemails. Uh, I couldn't understand what was going on. And have you seen Pastor Dan? Have you talked to him? Something's going on at the church. We just need you to, you know, so I'm calling people and, and nobody was picking up. And uh, finally I called the, I called the, um, the, uh, the we, my husband used to get a sandwich at the, the there's a little uh, restaurant behind the church. And I went over there called over there to see if they had seen him. And they said, no, but that there was ambulance and police. And I said, oh, wow, do you know what's going on? They said, no. So I called the police department and the police, mm. I told them who I was. And I said, I'm taking responsibility for what happened at the Lord's church. I don't know where my husband, at this point, I was really mad. I'm like, where are you? Like, I can't believe you're not there. And I'm handling this. I'm pregnant. I got a ministry tomorrow. <laughs> you know what we do. And, um, then I found out that um, he had been taken to the hospital, and I he was at the hospital. And I, the, 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 the policeman came to my door. They came to pick me up. Said, "Ma'am, we'll be right there to pick you up." And I said, "Can somebody drive me over there? Go with me?" He said, "No, we'll we need to pick you up." So they came and they picked me up in my home. I was five months pregnant. One of the ladies from the church had taken Andrew home with them. He wanted to play with their child, their kids. So he um, was not with me. And I thank mm-hmm. God for that. God knew ahead of time. So anyway, um, when they got me to the hospital, they took me into the room and I told them who I was. And they said, um, would you come this way? So we took, took me to this little holding room and there were police officers in there. And 
and uh, I kind of looked like, what's going on? You know, can someone, at this point, I had no clue. But um, when I sat down and he said, ma'am, someone's been shot and killed at your church and we need you to identify the body. And I'm like, really? And you're kidding me. I was in shock. And I said, well, where's Dan? You need to get him because he, he's the one that needs to do this, not me. I, I, then I was like, no, this isn't my responsibility. This is his responsibility. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, man, we believe that this is your husband and we need you to identify the body. Wow. And I'm like, all oh, the flashback of, you know, here's the love of my life. You know, I didn't have my father. I felt, you know, abused and abandoned by him. And then now here is this love of my life. I wanted to love my dad. I did love my dad. I forgave my right. dad. I love him still. I can't wait to see him in glory. Mm-hmm. But when I had to um, say goodbye, you know, possibly say goodbye to my husband that I that loved me, and really we were building this amazing thing for you, God. Right. You know, you're like, it's for you, Lord. Like, right. This is for you. Why? So I, I said, okay, okay, okay. And I went to the room and sure enough, I saw he was laying on the gurney and out of his, I saw his feet and they pulled the sheet back and he had been pistol whipped and he was pretty beat up in the face. And um, I, re- I knew it was him and it was like my whole world had shattered. Right. My whole life just flashed before me. I'm five months pregnant. I have a, two, a seven-year-old son now, and I've got a congregation of people that I don't know what to say. And by this time, the, the hospital was flooded with uh, people, the people of the church. Right. And it was like my life had ended. But, you know, through it all, through it all, God gave me a song. You know, God gave me that worshiping heart that I could worship my way through. You know, it just sometimes we don't understand and I went Lord I don't know how I'm gonna pull through this one I mean that's all trauma I mean how could you even you know we have one minute left but we're just gonna have to keep talking because um I don't understand how you did that Gail I I I can't imagine why I'm not talking about the God part but I'm asking why did someone want to murder him and why did they did you ever did they ever find out Oh yeah, yeah. They, what was happening at the time? Um, there was two. They were illegal immigrants, um, and they were coming up the coast robbing churches. And <gasps> That's what happens. Yes, I, and I don't. Even, I'm not trying to be political or anything. But no, they no, were no. Illegal. I understand. No, but that's yeah. wrong. I'm sorry, but it's wrong. Okay. Yeah, it, no, I'm not sorry. Back. It's wrong. <laughs> that's right. Awful. And it was back before anything was the issues you know, that we talk about today. Right. Politics. See, I had no idea. um, I just remember your story about your husband being murdered. And I never, I don't think I remember the part that you're sharing now that why. So these people were going from church to church and they came up on your guys's church and they. Right. They started in Southern California because they were from, um, uh, one was from Honduras and I think one was from Nicaragua. Okay. And they, um, they came up the coast from South Southern California were just getting away with robbing all these churches. They were stacking bodies on top of each other and holding them at gunpoint. Um, and, and then they 
so they were doing it and getting away with it. But when they got to my church, okay, here's my larger than life, you know, what do you, just evangelistic guy full of anointing and fire of God said, oh, I, you know, I can do this. But what happened was they, they got to our church and Dan was studying in the office for the service that night. And they came, one came in and said, can I have a glass of water? And, and we said, sure. So we went into the, the kitchen and got a glass of water. And when we came back, the other one came in and they started shooting. They started, he thought he could take them because they were smaller than him. Dan was 6'2", you know, 190 pounds, 200 right. pounds. And he could, he was a large guy and he could take them on. Um, but what happened is they, uh, when one, when one started shooting, the other one came in and started you know, there was a scuffle and Dan ran out of the, they, Dan ran out of the building and went down the stairs because it was a two-story building and he died at the bottom of the stairs. Wow. And what happened, a, 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 a city worker that was a, worked for the city, I was at his lunch under our weeping willow trees on our parking lot. He came in that afternoon, he was around that time, it was lunchtime, and he saw these men, while Dan was dying at the bottom of the stairs, they were carrying out equipment and, you know, things from our church and the the, the man recognized him and said, um, what's happened here? What's going on? And they put their stuff in their van and took off. He followed them. That's how they got caught. See, God's so, huh, so faithful, even that, to give justice to my children, right. to myself, and to right. those things, you know. So he followed them into a, they didn't know where they were going, and they went into a dead-end um, neighborhood. And uh, the, the city worker called the police. They, they apprehended them quite quickly and I even actually had to pass them I didn't know it was them when I was passing them in the hospital to go identify my husband's body that they were sitting right there because they dogs had attacked they had to use dogs to get them and they were wounded so um I walked right past them at that point to go identify the body but yeah he was just studying in the church and he was giving the guys some water and then when they started you know, give me this, give me that. We need to keep money in the church. Right. They, um, they ended up the scuffle, and the rest is history, if you will. And um, you know, you know, Gail, I, I just want you to share, like, because I know. Okay, so this is the good part of the story. Gail is remarried. She has a wonderful husband. <laughs> She's a woman of the gospel. And if you could say because we'll probably have to do another show for the rest of this, because I want to know how you healed and how long it took or whatever else. But what was the song? What was the Psalm that you can recollect that God gave you for this whole situation? You said you were worshiping him through it. Do you remember right. what that was? You know, I really, it was just really the song of the Lord, like, Lord, I love you. You are worthy. You know, just, I need you, Lord, I need you. I love you. You know, just songs of worship. Just, it wasn't contrived. It wasn't, I can't remember one specific right. song other than the song of the Lord. It was the song of the Lord that kind of, that was there that needed to come up because that that's what helped heal me. And then it was just worship, 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 worship. You, know, you get in church, you worship, but at home, I'm worshiping, I'm worshiping. I used to sing a song with Lanny, um, I'm not sure if anyone would know it, but it's uh, the, I remember singing this song all this time. And when I, when you really think of the words, it was, um, and whatever it takes to draw closer to you, Lord, that's what I'll be willing to do. 
And whatever it takes for my will to break, mm. that's what I'll be willing to do. I'll trade sunshine for rain, comfort for pain. That's what I'll be willing to do for whatever it takes to be more like you. That's what I'll be willing to do. And I sang that and sang that and sang that when I traveled with Lanny. And then one day I had to walk that song out. And the verses are amazing. But when you wow. decide, you know, it's it's not going to be comfortable and easy all the time serving the Lord. You are yes. going to suffer. Yes. You are going to have Absolutely. pain. You Absolutely. are going to go through trials that are going to try to take you out. But if you will say, God, whatever it takes for my will to break, for me to die, and for you to live, for you to get the glory out of my wretched life. Wow, whatever it takes, and really mean it, then expect there's glory in it, there's, Amen. there's triumph in it, there's 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 um, victory in it, there's all kinds of things that are wonderful in it, but you've got to go through the suffering, the dying, the laying it down, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, right. losing friends. Hey, I've lost a lot of friends to say, God, whatever it takes. I'm not concerned about having friends, a lot of friends. Well, I'm concerned about having a lot of God, a lot of the Holy Ghost, a lot of the presence of God that stays with me, ah, that walks with me, that talks with me. Ah, I love him. And when you, whatever it takes to be more like you, Lord, I want to be like you. I want to be that epistle that when men look at me, the Bible says that we are epistles. His word is written on us. What, yes. what do men see on fleshy tables of the heart? Not on stones. But when men look at us, what do they see? What do they see? We are epistles. We are walking epistles. That's right. And, and, and I'm, I'm not going to preach. I know, but listen, Gail, I, I have, we have to go. But listen, can you tell everyone where they can contact you? I mean, sure. I'm sure you're an expert on grief now. <laughs> And walking through trials, obviously, there's many more that came after that. But where yeah. can we reach you? Where can our our wonderful listeners and watchers reach you right now? Well, I have a website, and it's advanceskingdom.com. And just, you know, www.advanceskingdom.com. And there's a way you can, um, you can contact me through... Uh, an email you can message me right there and tell a little bit of my story i have a a new cd it's a worship cd it's just songs from the heart it's just like old school worship you know and just um songs that glorify god not songs about us not songs about what we're going to do not songs about you know what i'm going to do and how great i am but how great he is how wonderful he is but you know what i'm saying so um yeah so so it's uh advanceskingdom.com is my website that's and, where you can and we'll find put me. that on the screen it's on the screen right now you guys thank you so much gail we oh, just Amy, honor you, you today you too I, I want you to come back on in the studio if you can because there's oh, so don't. much more to say because i know you didn't get everything out today but god is faithful I he's going to bring you here and we love you so much and i want to thank you for coming on today okay i love you god I love bless you, Would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation? Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause. 
and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much.